Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, guys, we're back with another episode of Playing with Squirrels, a Boy Meets World fan cast. And fan favorite guest Brooke is here to talk about episode two. What? Pairing Off, which debuted on September 30th, 1994. Uh, so, 24 years ago. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, this episode kicked off with some hardcore making out from some teenagers and a crowd going wild. And uh, there was a lot of that in this episode, was people making out and a crowd cheering. And I don't recall ever making out with someone and anyone cheering. No. That's never happened. I guess it makes it a life goal, but so far, have not obtained it. Uh, I think it only works if you're... I, I'm. I'm trying to think of any situation, especially as an adult, where it's acceptable. And I, the only thing I can think of is like public proposal acceptance, or like your wedding. Your wedding, yeah. There's like two. If you decide to be that trashy couple that makes out at the yeah, altar, yeah, it goes hardcore. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's a really weird scene. It's the only Feeny scene in this episode. Is Feeny comes up and Corey's like, "Yeah, we're going to make them stop." There's thunder. There's thunder. Thunder. He's like, are you going to make them stop? And he's like, no, they're they're good students, so they can do whatever the hell they want. Which, first of all, is not true. No. Because... No, PDA is strictly banned in when schools. When I was in high school, I had a boyfriend, and if we held hands, no joke, a teacher reached out and, like, ripped our hands apart from Oh, that's weird. Other. That's, like, really weird. No joke. Did that you go to, like a, like, a Christian academy or something? No. So, <laughs> when I went to school outside D.C., like, that never happened. We could pretty much run wild yeah when i moved to gettysburg like that's what it was like you could not touch each other that's so weird it is very weird but Corey responds with something that's really gross and i want to talk about it he says i want an a plus average and a hickey this year and i just think hickeys are like the grossest trashiest like relationship well, thing how old is he in that episode? is true but even what when i'm in? uh they in seventh grade? well they're in seventh grade yeah. i thought they were freshmen now, well, they're jumping ahead. They're, it's their first year of high school, but it's like a weird school where you start high school in seventh grade. Are you sure it's not eighth? It might. Well, they were in sixth grade last year, and there's oh, definitely God. that's right. But there's yep. definitely a logic loop where they do skip a year in the show, and I'm trying to figure out where it is. So this might be it. Like we may I have just like jump to got, eighth. I think it, they've got to jump to eighth here because that's where, like, if you, the traditional schools start at ninth, but the non-traditional like schools start at like. Eighth, I think. Yeah. In eighth grade, wanting a hickey, I think, is a little weird. Yeah. 
it's a little too much too fast. I think like making out is totally like the norm. What's the proper year like age range though? Because I feel like in our to ages, want a hickey? yeah, because I feel like in our ages it would be weird as well. Like, is it just this very small like thirteen think, to fifteen block? I think there's a window, for <laughs> and I think it's between probably sixteen and twenty. Really, in college hickeys are still cool. Yep, because when I was in college, hickeys were still cool. I mean, that was a different all, time. All, all the cool so girls maybe were giving it's them out. Now, <laughs> but I think sixteen to twenty, generally speaking, speaking, I think that's the uh, the all acceptable right. range. That works for Definitely me. Definitely now, beyond twenty, no. Yeah, that's no, gross. No, no, no. Uh, and then we still get a couple early hints to the future relationship that is Corey Topanga, even though later seasons will tell us they dated since they were like. I, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I watched that and I was like. But they always said they were, like, in love with each other since they were, like, three years old yeah. on the playground. And yeah, he's like, who better than me? And she's like, literally everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then her argument's like, we're great friends. And, like, you know, we should let this, like, go naturally. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, fair argument to Panga. That works. Uh, this is still very early. Sean not knowing how to flirt, specifically when he's trying to flirt with a much older woman that is the substitute teacher. And he's like, hey, we're learning CPR and I'm the uh... dummy. That kind of worked, though, didn't it? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm an undercover did. cop. She gave him her attention. That is true. And she kind of gave him some sass back, which in female language is a little bit of flirting. So I feel like it kind of did work for him. Hmm. I would I would argue that point. Okay. Uh, I would say it did and it didn't. The best quote in the entire episode happens in the same scene, which is where she's talking about sex ed and how babies are born. And she asks Corey if he knows... And I don't have the first half, but he goes, the first sperm to get to the egg wins, and then you have a baby, name it Corey, push it out the door, and nothing makes sense for him for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, I think he calls the fallopian tube the Philippian tube. Yeah, the Philippian tube or something like that. Yeah, and or the generally Philistine he has it pretty tube. right. Yeah. I would say he's pretty spot on. No, it, he's not good in most of his classes, but apparently he really, really studied the sex ed book. He was close. Yeah. Honestly, good for him. Uh, and I always remember this episode because it, it's the one where he asks a couple times. He goes, how do you make a girl say hi? That bothered me. Okay. Because, I like, Topanga's talking to him. Like, obviously, they're getting beyond hi. And to get a girl to say hi to you, all you say is hi. He's asking, how do you get a girl to go on a date with you? And I think yeah. he needs to phrase that better because it's very misleading. He acts like, no girl will say hi to me. And it's like, well, don't see, be so dramatic, Corey. See, I I actually always did kind of get where he was coming from with this one. Because I felt like I was one of those people where for a long time I had a lot of really great female friends. But, like, I had no ability to make anyone that I didn't, like, who didn't. I'm trying to think how to word this. I always feel like with me, and I always do kind of relate to Corey, I always felt like with me, it takes a while for a lot of people to kind of get my general vibe, because I think I'm very closed off and awkward when people meet me for the first time, and then as they get to know me better, I come out of my shell. So I think the like, how do you make a girl say hi thing is a little bit more of like, for me, I always interpret it on my side as, how do I act in a way where a stranger would say hello to me? But girls wonder the same thing. Like, why isn't a guy saying hi to me? And I think in Corey's case, I think he's being a little dramatic. Because I think he can say hi to a girl and she'll say hi back. I think what he's really getting at is, how do I get a girl to go beyond the hi? Yeah. Which I get. But it's it's kind of misleading. Very much so. 
But I, I feel like it's the line that people tend to remember from this episode. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, he says it like a million times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do love uh, Sean figures out his patented uh, hair flip. Yeah. He's got a 30-foot range. It would never work. <laughs> never. That would never it's work. not even that good. Like, I remember no. it being a lot cooler looking, and then I'm watching, I'm like, oh, that's... It was very clunky. It would just never work. Like, no girl's looking... If a guy flips his hair, I'm not like, ooh. I'm it, just like, tool bag. Like, get out of my face. It, it doesn't it, work. It did lead to my favorite joke, though, where um, <laughs> he's in Corey's house, and he's like, I'm telling you, man, I got a 30-foot raid range. And then he flips his hair, and the girl's like, Sean, is that you? <laughs> yeah, like, from across the street. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and this is when Corey walks upstairs and catches Eric making out with a girl on his parents' bed, which, I mean, your bedroom's up there, too. You were so close yeah, to like... it being your room. I don't, so, first of all, I really like the earlier seasons because that's when Eric is still really cool. Yeah. And not so freaking weird. Um, although I love him then, too. But I what bothered me about this episode the most is that this girl comes over... They go upstairs, they make out, and then they get caught by Corey, and then she just, like, hates him all of a sudden. Yeah. She hates... Yeah. Um, How dare you give yeah. give me this tour? Yeah, she's like, what? I will not... He's like, oh, I'll see you Friday, and she's like, no. And I'm like, yeah. what did he do? Like, yeah. I mean, from the sounds of it, like, you, it was mutual. It doesn't seem like it was forced, so, like, what the hell? Yeah, she was... She seemed to be, like, lovingly caressing his back. It wasn't like she was yeah. frozen on the bed. Um, but Corey decides to use this as blackmail. To, as any sibling would. Yeah, to, uh, to, to get some dating advice from, uh, from his brother. Uh, and then through that dating advice, he's able to talk to a girl who looks super familiar. And then after doing research, uh, she's the bully from Casper. Yep, I knew that. Good old Wendy. Yeah, I was so excited to drop some mad knowledge. And then <laughs> just like, who was that girl? Wendy? She's from Casper. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I like, didn't remember fuck. her name. I thought her name was Beth, but I was like, <laughs> she's definitely from Casper, though. I knew that. But uh, later on, the the Matthews' parents are are having a little bit of a moment. This was my favorite part of the show, <laughs> was the dynamic between Alan and Amy. So the whole thing about, like, Alan having an affair, or possibly having an affair, and Amy, like, like oh, I, I know you love me, you wouldn't do that. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, I couldn't have an affair? Like... <laughs> It's very petty, but I think it's so real. Yeah. And that's such a real thing in relationships. Like, I would never cheat on you, but, like, do you think I really couldn't get anyone else? Like, what the fuck are you saying? I hear my parents have that conversation all the time. Yeah, like, my parents, like, my dad's like, I love Angelina Jolie. And my mom's like, fuck off. Like, there's no way. And my dad's like, what the hell? Like, you think I couldn't pull, like, an Angelina Jolie? Which... He couldn't, yeah. but you know, let him believe. My dad's best friend is is a woman that he went to high school with, and they'll always go like to the bar together. And my dad's always like, "People are gonna think I'm cheating on you, Don." She goes, "Yeah, sure they do." Yeah, <laughs> and he gets exactly. so upset about it's it. So real. I think it's such a common thing in really strong, long term relationships that I kind of loved seeing that. I was like, "Oh, that's a very real moment." And like as a child, I didn't get that, but as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that's totally. I feel beautiful. like every time I watch this show, I really do think that they did a great job with the with the parents. On oh, this they show. did. I like, think they did. They they always come off very authentic. Um, and then I also love uh, Alan just as like a disciplinarian. Uh, well, yeah. How does he discipline his son, who's like doing like the quintessential guy thing? <laughs> well, the one like she's like. 
he goes, nothing happened. And she goes, how do I believe? He goes, look at my face. Do I look happy? And he's like, nothing happened. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's given like a really good speech about dating. And then Corey's just like, what about? And he just goes, learn her name. And then goes right back yeah. to talking to Eric. Like it's a very well paced, like comedic mm-hmm. sequence, actually. But also very real. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's exactly the conversation my parents would have with myself and my siblings. Like, they don't miss a beat. Like, they just kind of know. It's kind of this omniscient thing. Like, they know exactly what happened, but they're still questioning the kid. Yeah. Almost. Because you want to see, are they going to lie to me again, or are they going to be honest? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of to teach them a lesson and to, like, drill it into their brain. Like, the importance of, like, establishing a relationship and whatnot. So, I think it's... I've always thought, like you said, they were really good about doing that. Making the parents very real and authentic. Well, I, I mean, unless you have anything else that you want to bring up, I think that's pretty much the uh, the episode pairing off. Um, I really just have to like elaborate on like that. I think this is my favorite Eric. Yeah. That we get the whole time throughout the whole series is the very ladies' man rebellious. And it's Eric. a pretty Eric centric episode. Mm-hmm. And well, I love that. When we just so Brooke and I do a Disney podcast together, I produce mm-hmm. it and she hosts it with our friend Andrew. And we just recorded an episode with, uh, about Hocus Pocus, yes. which has the voice of James Marsden. And he plays Eric's friend. But only during the romantic, like, w- uh, women's, like, women's men, um, like, ladies' man seasons. Once Eric goes dumb, then it becomes a Lawrence brother. Yeah. So I well, feel like that's first a... of all, I'm not ever going to complain about a Lawrence brother. I love Matthew <laughs> Lawrence. Give me as many Lawrence brothers as you want. But yeah, James Marston is in that, or Jason Marston. Yeah. James Marston is the hottie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Jason's in that, um, which is weird because like, I feel like he's the nerdy type. Yeah. And, and he like, plays... Eric's the cool guy, and then there's this shift where Eric just is suddenly like nerdy and weird. But that's later down the line. And that kind of, I don't know, kind of cheapens Eric for me a little bit. I still love that Eric, but it's so different from ladies' man, cool Eric. One of the things I'm curious about, and I mean, obviously, since I only do one season a year, it might be another year or two before I get there. But I want to see if I can find, is there a moment in the show that, like, is is the, the, where you can go, ah, so when this happened that's when his personality changed the same thing can be said for Corey, though because yeah. Corey's kind of like a little bit cooler sports centered that kind of thing oh, oh god that's like sports center ESPN. Jesus Christ, in the first me. season and then like midway through this second season he definitely becomes he becomes like i mean think about like Corey in college like, he's oh, so Corey college is fucking the... weird but Corey in college is my favorite character in the entire series why because he's but so like anxiety ridden and oh, annoying I connect with it so oh, much oh but like I have my own anxiety so I want to escape from it <laughs> like he makes me anxious well you know what it is it's not the anxiety it's the um it's the element of like when Corey's in college he's suddenly just like this 40 year old Jewish man personality yes. wise and it's so he funny he is <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I remember the one episode was, like, him and Topanga, when they get married, they're, like, going to bed at 6 in the afternoon. He's like, come on, we've got to go there early for the early bird special yeah, with the other they're, people. they're, like, buying everything made out of cork board <laughs> yeah. and all this shit. Yeah, there's definitely a change. I'd like to know when that is, um, because it's definitely there. For a while, my brother's uh, Facebook profile picture um, was... Corey standing next to a giant poster of celery with the caption underneath where he says, there's nothing special about me. <laughs> and it's like that to me is 
Corey in college completely yes. summarized. Um, I wish they had kind of kept Corey like the way he is and like developed that. I yeah. feel like they really did a 180 with him. But you know, it is what it is. I, I think there was it. just a big writer shift maybe like two or three seasons in. Yeah. Because it does... Because the humor Feeney changes is greatly. so consistent. Yeah. But I think you can't... I, I think with Feeney... From what I remember hearing, the actor who played Feeney was very strict that you can never make this character a joke. As soon as he becomes a joke, I leave. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted, he had like respect for teachers and he wanted it to be about the importance mm-hmm. of teachers. And I think that that's what makes the show. I mean, we laugh about certain sequences, but the things that people talk about and have like genuine heartfelt opinions about is how great of a teacher Mr. Feeney was. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I love Feeney. Yeah. We know The that. best. Um. So, yeah, I liked the episode. I thought it was very uh, tween. Yeah. I could kind of, like, go back in time a little bit and be like, oh, yeah, I remember what that was like, kind of talking <laughs> to a boy, like, saying hi to a boy. I thought it was fun. I thought the parents were very authentic. I thought it was a very good episode all around. All right. Well, you can check out more of Brooke at DisneyDoPodcast.com. Uh it's a pretty solid show. I My think dogs are cute. Her dogs are all up on it. Uh, this is going to come out on Sunday, and then the following night we start off our Halloween episodes of Disneydo. So Whoa. definitely going to want to tune in for that. Yeah, don't miss it, guys. All right, the name of the place where the eggs are stored. What are the gonads? <laughs> no, sorry, I was looking for what are the ovaries. Oh, the oh, yeah, I always mix those two. <laughs> Try not to. Your future will be brighter. Can you tell us anything about ovulation or how pregnancy occurs? Well, the man's got the sperm and the woman's got the egg. Now, once a month, an egg slides down the Philippine tube towards the universe. The first one to reach the egg wins. It gets a medal. It's born. You name him Corey. You push him out the door and nothing makes sense for the rest of his life. 